listening to Amor in the Digital Age, Chismas and Analysis from the Dating Frontlines with your hosts, Bonnie and Sara Ines. lying awake at 2.30 in the morning for the second night in a row in my hotel in Jakarta, which is the capital of Indonesia. Of course everyone was asleep while I was bored surfing the web, listening to meditation podcasts in hopes of them putting me back to sleep, reading the news, checking out social media, seeing what my friends back in the States were posting. Ah, I was bored. The people of Jakarta are beautiful. Imagine a mix of Asian and Latino genes, because many of them are brown-skinned. And you know I love Asians, and I embrace my brownness. So, I was bored and I started wondering how the dating pool of men look like in Jakarta. And I got on Tinder. And let me tell you, the pool is awash in super handsome men. I started swiping. I got my first reply at 4.30 a.m. from a cutie pie. By the following morning, I had gotten quite a few likes and messages. I accepted an invitation to go out from the first guy who met my criteria, which was good looking, willing to meet me close to my hotel and had no expectation of sex. This was Morali, a handsome Indian man about five years older than me and very well dressed. He invited me to a fancy Italian restaurant that was about a seven-minute walk from my hotel and that catered mostly to foreigners because it was expensive and served wine, um, two things that were not easily accessible to most Indonesians. I had one of the best dates. He was super educated, well-traveled throughout Europe, India, and parts of East Asia. We talked about politics, Indonesians, his work, travel, and of course love. I showed him pictures of my family and explained my views on veganism, Arunhati Roy, he's not a fan of hers. He also showed me pictures of his family. He confessed after a while that he was in an unhappy marriage because his wife is an alcoholic and he was lonely. He walked me back to my hotel, we kissed and said goodbye. I wasn't expecting to find true love in Indonesia. I was expecting to find a local that would share his honest opinions and enjoyed spending time talking to an intelligent and confident woman without any further expectations of sex. I think we both met our expectations. Sounds like a really nice date. Um, I've never had a date where the guy didn't try to be all like, <laughs> especially after he paid for stuff. So I'm glad you had a good time. Okay. I think we should talk about later on in the podcast, uh, how to set up and filter out for those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's, I love that story because it's really talking about how dating apps are not necessarily either all good or all bad. They're just a, a tool that one can use to fulfill certain needs. And I really like how you set it up that you were looking for very specific criteria and it turned into a really good time. And, yeah, it was great. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, for, I, like you said, I had my expectations. You might have your expectations yeah. and we have a really interesting guest that talks about 
why she gets on dating apps and what she, what her expectations are. So let's dig into it and find out if, the, if these tools are really para encontrar amor de lejos o de pendejos. So tell me about um, what kind of, you know, dating apps you've been on. So I've literally been on all of them. I've been on eHarmony, on Match, on Plenty of Fish, on Bumble, on Tinder, on OkCupid, on Hinge. I even was on JDate for oh, a while. Oh, um, That sounds and, interesting to me. Yeah, I've tried a bunch of IRL dating things. And so I'm here to tell you, uh, you know, all of them, I would say really quickly, in Austin uh, and in California and in L.A., the most successful app for me, hands down, has been OkCupid. Um, it's gotten a lot better. I think they did an upgrade recently, so you get a lot less trash from creepers. And there's just more people in, you can curate your age range and your kind of taste a little bit better, I think. Um Great. So, yeah. so um, I take it we're going to talk about how to, you know, set up all these filters and yes. create all these. Cool. Yes. Well, um, I got on, a, on dating apps, believe it or not, after reading Aziz Ansari's Modern Romance book. Mm. It came out in 2015. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Okay. This is before he got caught up in yeah. that Oh, book. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pendejo. <laughs> Speaking of pendejos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, maybe we should have uh, interviewed, him. <laughs> interviewed him. Well, you know, uh, you know, my background is uh, in analytics, and as a data analyst, I really liked how I was um, co-written with a sociologist, which mm -hmm. was my mm -hmm. uh, major in undergrad, by the way. Mm. And it had all this data about how people meet online nowadays, you know, as opposed to sure. our grandparents and our parents, how they used to meet people. So the book made some very rational points, yeah, you sure. know, and uh, about how the pool for mates just really gets huge by going online. And really, plus, I had just broken up with my boyfriend of oh. several years, and I said, shit, fuck it. And that was, <laughs> and that was my introduction to Tinder. Uh-huh, that was my very first app that I used. And, and then what, and then what other apps did you use after that? And then, was it an addiction? Um, no, not initially, because I did not know enough yeah. about how to set up, on, you know, about this whole online dating world. Yeah. It was my very first experience. So, um, I, I really like that we're doing this episode because I bet you there's a lot of Latinas out there. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. That, um, are really skeptical about going online. So we're going to spill the beans on the do's and don'ts and how to get the most yeah. out of it. And we're going to tell you how to clean the beans too, uh -huh. which is even more important. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So later on, I got on OkCupid, and just last year, I tried Match and Plenty of Fish. You know, I've got a do long you, way to Do you have go. a personal favorite? I, uh, oh, and Bumble, yeah. And I, my personal favorite is like you, OkCupid. Mm -hmm. um, it's gotten me the, the best matches, probably because um, of all the uh, information that you can put sure, on in there, sure. you know? Everything else, I mean, I've had some interesting experiences in the other ones, but that's yeah. just my favorite. So, you know. So, why like, don't you tell us about dating apps in general, Yvonne? Um, I want to, let's contextualize this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know why? Because it's freaking hard to meet men oh in real life. It is that's impossible. Shit. Impossible. Well, <laughs> and it gets even harder the older you get. Okay. You know, like mm -hmm. for our audience out there, um, 
a lot older than than you. Proud Gen Xer. Exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> um, and if you're not in school, and yeah. uh, I personally don't like dating men. I personally do not like dating my coworkers yeah. because if it goes the wrong way, Ugh, you're stuck seeing them every day. Um, you know, so it's really, really hard. And it used to be in the old days, you would likely end up marrying or dating someone who lived in your same building mm-hmm. or your same block or your same neighborhood or you went to school with them or you went to church with them. So there's um, a lot of data uh, from Match.com, one of your the apps sure. that you and I have been on. It's called Singles in America, if you want to mm-hmm. Google it. And um, it shows that, you know, at least for the people that were in Match.com, uh, 70, 28% of the people met their last date online and 72% <clears throat> met them offline. So it's still not everybody doing it, but it's, but you know, when you break it down by age group, it's really the younger people that are doing it the oh, most. Okay. People in my age group, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I would say, you know, the older you get, the less likely you are right now in this point of Uh time to be online dating. But, you know, it's changing because all you young people are going to get older one day. And so I think that it's just going to be the norm. Sure. It's interesting to me, though, that these numbers, and I'm not trying to uh, conflate my experience with statistics, but I... Don't where are these people meeting people in real life? Because I want to go to there. Exactly. Right. In church, at work, they're having affairs with their coworkers. Where are you meeting normal people at? I know. I know. I know. It, uh, I ask the same thing. I'm, over I'm like, I feel like it's lies, but who knows? So yeah. what? So we have our our, our own opinions mm-hmm. about these apps in particular, mm-hmm. but you also did some research on the specific apps. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I well for Match.com, it's probably the most popular site out there for those wanting a long term relationship. They register about twenty five thousand people a day. Oh my gosh! Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh! I know, I know. It's probably still you know they didn't. They don't really break it down like the age group, but mm-hmm. so far we know that it's mostly the younger people sure. that are getting online. The younger meaning 35, you know, 18 to 35. 18 to 35. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, you know, match didn't work out for me. I found the men too politically conservative. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you. So that was your experience too? I, I think the men on there tend to be, uh, what would you say, more have more degrees, let's say, and maybe you're a little bit more, quote unquote, uh, professionally successful. Uh-huh. So I think Which that, is what I was looking for, and I think so you I think were looking for that to too. Be more, yeah, more politically conservative is that why? in that sense. Okay. That's my yeah. two cents. Yeah. But yes, I found that sure. as well. Sure, sure. I mean, I did make some very good friends there. I'm still very good friends with one of them, but it just didn't work out. Uh, plenty of fish, at least in Austin, it's where all the black and brown working men go to pick up. That's the, that's literally the first conversation you and I had about this Uh podcast uh was that I had to go on plenty of fish to find all of the working class Uh dudes, uh, uh, who aren't white, who aren't white guys named Dave who work in marketing. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. I did, when I was in plenty of fish, I did see a lot of the same men that I saw in plenty of fish that I saw in other men. Really? Other sites. sites? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then uh okay Cupid, you and I have been on it. And yeah. uh, you know, let's be honest here, they don't call it okay <laughs> for nothing. You're funny. 
I, I think it's interesting that you said that Tinder works really well when you're out of the country. Oh, my God. I love it. Because it was a disgrace when I used it here in town. Yeah. A disgrace? Why was it a disgrace? I literally would, like, try and talk to some of these guys, and they would be like, I can't wait to pull your hair and fuck you from behind. Holy shit. And I was like, okay, bye. <gasps> like, just literally saying, hey, how's it going? What are you doing this weekend? Like, that kind wow. of stuff. You know, I think that that is a reflection of um, generational differences. But also, I have I friends think. who've gotten married off of Tinder. Exactly. So, I'm not I'm yeah. not blanking statementing. I'm saying, for me, it didn't work. So, I'm glad it works for you but, internationally. But also, uh, it's a reflection of American men, too. Sure. You know? Um, so, the first time I tried doing it internationally was in Indonesia. Then I did it again in Germany. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just listening to you. And yeah. then I did it... Uh, España. Oh, yes, and then most recently in Barcelona, yeah, which was great. I forgot about that. So it's been good. I think it's just uh, it does have a really bad reputation, especially in the States, and I have not had those kind of experiences, yeah. but I filter guys out quite a bit. If yeah. they don't have anything written in their profile, I don't care yeah. how good-looking you are, yeah. I'm not even going to waste. I think, that's, I've, I think Tinder is one of the things that made me get better at filtering people. Mm -hmm. So Bumble, I tried Bumble here in Austin, uh -huh. uh, and then also at times when I was in Dallas, and it was just so, so, so white uh -huh. that I just got off of it. Uh -huh. But I hear now it's not necessarily that way. Well, how long were you on it? I gave it a good, you know, six months. Six months? I think I, or wow. it was several months. It wasn't like I just downloaded it for like one day and then got frustrated. Yeah, yeah, you But are. I don't think I ever had a date from Bumble because I also found that a lot of guys who were on Bumble were like uh, attention whores. Like they wanted to just be like talk, they wanted the ego boost of like, yeah. oh, women are talking to me yeah. rather than actually going on dates. Yeah. Okay, Cuba's great for dates. Yeah, yeah. And then this last one, Hinge, I hadn't previously tried it, but uh -huh. my friends convinced me to try it. And my current uh, crush, uh -huh, uh -huh. I met him on there, yeah. and I had a couple, no, on Hinge. Oh, on Hinge? And then I had a couple of Is other... That the it's not for real. Okay, okay. Uh, yes, I met him on Hinge. <laughs> and then also, I had a date with a very handsome guy who's in the military who I had to break it off with because he's really religious, and I was like, that's not going to work. So that's one of the downfalls of Hinge. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Cupid. What? You can't say, like, yes, I'm very religious and I'm serious about it. You can't... Oh, you can't say that on, no. your, on your profile? Or, or you, you, people will put their... Sometimes will put their relig their political views. Uh -huh. um, so that's the thing. Hinge is, like, between Tinder and OkCupid in terms of... There's, it's not as brief as Tinder. Uh -huh. There's a little bit more detail. Yeah. But it's still pretty not detailed uh -huh. compared to other sites. Uh -huh. So, well, you know, let's let's talk to. We invited a super cool um, Latina who uh, is going to talk to us about her experiences dating, and she is in Chicago. Yeah. And I'm wondering, she's uh, she mentioned a few dating apps that you that you and I just talked yeah. about, and I'm just wondering if her dating experiences might uh, might be a little different from yeah. ours, because we're in Austin, Texas, she's in Chicago, totally different market, you know, different group of guys. Yeah. Um, so that's a good segue um, into our interview with Erica Sanchez, who is a writer, poet, and feminist. She's the author of New York Times bestseller, I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter, 
a book which my little nieces have read and love, and for which she's won several literary awards. Go girl. And she was a sex and love advice columnist for Cosmopolitan for Latinas for three years. So how did you get to be the sex and love advice columnist for Cosmopolitan for Latinas? And what are some memorable experiences or themes or takeaways from that? Yeah, so what happened with that, um, I was blogging for a few years. Um, I started blogging, I think, in 2011. And um, apparently people really liked it. Um, I didn't really realize how far it had reached. Um, and the editor of Cosmopolitan for Latinas just reached out to me and asked um, if I was interested in being their love columnist. It just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, okay. Um, she thought that I was funny and honest and she wanted that kind of vibe for the column. And so I started doing that. And I did it for three years until they folded, unfortunately. Uh, that was a few years ago. Uh, it was a really fun gig. Um, I was in their print magazine uh, about monthly. And mostly I got questions either from the editor or I would post um, requests for questions on my social media. And what I found was that most Latinas, what, what they wanted was permission to be sexual. And often they would ask me, like, I want to do this with my boyfriend, um, but I'm too embarrassed or I don't know how to ask. And so that was something that was really recurring, and I thought that was really interesting how uh, ashamed we often are, even when we're, like, you know, feminists and we think we've evolved and shed all of those um, restrictions. Like, it still lives within us, and so that, that was something that I learned as I, as I wrote the column. That's really interesting. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I was exactly wondering what kind of themes you would be able to find. And so you're, you found, um, so what gave you, what kind of experiences or what gave you the confidence, you know, to say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and answer this, uh, these questions, especially about this permission to be, sexual you know how did you find that kind of confidence in yourself to be able to just say it out very publicly uh write you know write it in cosmo latina because one of the issues that we're ha that i'm having here i don't know about sada but it's like yeah i'm a little embarrassed to be honest with you about talking about my mm -hmm. experiences on a podcast yeah yeah i've never really had a lot of shame or embarrassment in general but uh, when it comes to sex it was something that was pretty like deeply ingrained and it was something that I had to work to undo and I in a sense I'm still doing it but I feel pretty liberated in that sense um at where I'm at now um but at the time it was it felt really empowering to be able to give like sex positive advice and to really own that part of myself um what's ironic I think is that I wasn't having like the greatest sex myself. And um, I think that, I mean, that's a long story. I was in a relationship for a long time that wasn't really right. Um, but I, I really enjoyed being able to speak freely about, about sex 
and to like, you know, learn about my own desires. And so now, you know, several years later, I feel very, very comfortable with myself, with um, my body, um, and I'm very sex positive. And so it, it, it's been a journey, really. So I want to talk about, uh, you know, that your relationship to dating apps. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sure. Because I know you and I have had personal conversations about this, but uh, there was a time when you were uh, trying not to do dating apps and you've tried all the dating apps. And so I just kind of want to hear your thoughts about dating apps and how you feel about them and how you feel about wanting to meet someone in real life and maybe taking a break from dating apps and all that. Sure. Yeah, basically, I hate all of it. Um, I'm really tired of dating in general. It feels like a fucking drag, like a chore, a job. Um, and I I probably have to reframe that. It's just that I've been on so many crappy dates that I, I just, I feel a little burned out right now, and I, I might be taking a break. Um, originally, I planned not to use the apps because I wanted to meet someone organically, uh, but then I realized, um, I was horny and I needed to have sex and like that shit was not happening. So I was like, I need to get on these apps so I could, you know, have my needs met. Um, and so far it's been mostly frustrating. I have met someone who I enjoy, um, and we've seen each other a few times, but, uh, for the most part, it's just been dud after dud and it's difficult to like, really discern whether you're going to be attracted to someone or have any chemistry with them through pictures and a profile like someone could be great on paper and then you meet them and there's no spark so I find that frustrating because I really value my time and you know I, I, I go to these dates and immediately I know that I'm not into this person and I still have to like sit through at least a little while so I don't come off as like a complete asshole um and I do that because not not out of obligation but like I'm a nice person and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings um but it does feel like a, a, a drag a lot of the time I'm like I, I just I would love to just meet someone in in real life, but um, that is proving to be difficult. I mean, people are trying to like set me up and I, I appreciate that. Um, so I've let people know that I'm looking and I think that is helpful. Um, hopefully I meet someone like that, but I don't know. It's, it's rough out here. Yeah. Uh, so Erica, are, do you find that all dating apps are pretty much equal or have you found some to be uh, more um, productive than others. Uh, just wondering, since we're here in Austin, Texas, you're still uh -huh. in Illinois? Chicago. Oh, you're in Chicago? Yeah. So uh, just wondering what the if there's any differences here. I know that Sara and I have discussed dating apps here. It's a reflection of yeah. the population where we live. Uh, just want to right. get your thoughts on that. Um, well, I think OkCupid is kind of, uh slightly better than most because there are a lot of questions that you get to answer and see people's responses to um and there's just more information to work with whereas in tinder it, a lot of the times these men have nothing in their profile just their pictures and like you can't really make 
a good decision, I think, based on someone's pictures. You know, I, I need to know that, like, we have similar goals and values, and it's just, it's hard to tell. Um, and then Bumble, I feel like the quality of men may be a little better uh, than Tinder because um, I guess women are the ones who, who reach out and have the first interaction. Uh, so it like maybe attracts men who are not as fragile. I'm not sure. Um, that's just a theory. Uh, but all in all, I think they're all kind of a cesspool. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> you're, uh, you know, you mentioned that um, you think that your assertiveness might put some men off. Um, I think that way too about myself. I'm pretty assertive, but I would have thought that maybe some of the things that might be more challenging for you because you're famous would be yeah. <laughs> your celebrity status that that might scare some guys off. Have you found oh, that the case or is it the yeah. opposite that it attracts them? No, to? no, it scares them. I, it would be nice if someone would be like impressed by it and like you'll inspired by it or some shit like that, but it's not the case usually. Um, I once was on a lunch date with someone and someone recognized me and he seems to be really intimidated by that. Um, that was awkward. Uh, that was our last date because I was like, if you can't even, you know, accept this part of me, then there's really no hope. Um, so yeah, usually men feel like, I don't know, perhaps emasculated by my success, which is really strange to me. Um, I would want to be with someone who's successful. So like, I don't understand why it's not the other way around. Um, I had men explicitly tell me that I'm out of their league. And then I just move on with my life because at least they didn't waste my time, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's strange. It's a strange way to, to date, um, to feel like everything in my life is going great. And I feel really happy about my career and my finances and everything. And then have men feel threatened by that, like joy that I have. And it's, it's weird. It's just, yeah. Well, I mean, um, it, they leave themselves out is what I think, but yeah. it's still frustrating. Yeah. Well, Sarah, and I think you're awesome. Um, you. <laughs> you're wonderful. Um, and I know that uh, my sister has, bought your book for my nieces so uh you know that's so cool. yeah i know way before way before <laughs> this way before this so i texted them yesterday i'm like guess who i'm interviewing <laughs> tomorrow so cute. They were, yeah. awesome. but um so getting back into the, you know these uh threatened emasculated men do you find that it's pretty much across the board uh with men regardless of their race or ethnicity or just curious about that or is there a or maybe you only date, you know, men from a particular background? Sure. Um, I don't date white men at all. Uh, and that's been the case for a few years now. And the reason being um, is just I, I don't want to deal with the baggage that comes with. And, I mean, we all come with baggage. I, I certainly do. But unpacking racism and explaining things um, that are just my reality to to someone over and over and over again feels really exhausting. And I just, I don't want to do that work. Uh, also, I just, honestly, I don't want to belong to a white family. 
I, I don't see myself like belonging in uh, in an environment like that. And I was married to a white person, and I just never really fit in among his family. And there were just so many things that I found to be challenging. Um, and I just don't want to go through that again. His his mom had some pretty racist views. And I'm like, why would I put myself through this again? So I just decided I will not date white men. Um, also, I think white men have a, a sense of entitlement that goes beyond um, men of color. And that already is exhausting. And like it, it, that, like, time 10 is just it's too much for me. Um, I usually date... Well, lately it's been mostly black men. Um, I've dated Latinos. It's, it, I think it's been a while since I've been on a date with a Latino. Um, but I'm open to all races that are not white. <laughs> and um, I think mostly they're all fragile. And I, I can't really distinguish um, between races. Although I will say that... Um, I'm a very, you know, sarcastic and uh, jokey type person, and I like to bust people's chops because that's how I grew up. I have two brothers, and so I find that black men can take that sort of banter a lot better than others, and so that that I find interesting. Um, the fact that like they don't they don't seem threatened by my sense of humor, but in general, I just think that men are a bunch of babies. That's all hilarious and awesome. Thank you for being so forthright. That was brilliant. You're right. What about the picnic guy? Tell us about the picnic guy. Oh, oh, yes. So this was a few weeks ago. This guy asked me out. He's like, oh, I'd like to take you on a picnic. I was like, that sounds so cute, you know, and I got excited because no one had really, like, proposed anything like that. And so... I was looking real cute that day. Um, and it was like back and forth about like the the time and that was kind of getting on my nerves. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I, I dressed up, uh, I waited, you know, for, for the date to come. I think it was in the, it was in the afternoon. I had gone to my Buddhist uh, meeting and I was hanging out with some friends and uh, before I headed to the date, it was by the lake. Uh, which was nearby. And then I get a text from him that says, oh, um, I'm leaving the blanket behind because it's too heavy. And also I'm not bringing any food because I forgot why. Uh, we could just get some food at the concession stand. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you invite me to a picnic and now we're eating corn dogs at a fucking concession stand? Like, absolutely not. So I canceled. I was like, I'm not going. So you and canceled was, a picnic date? Yeah, because it was not going to be a picnic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm oh, like, I'm you're... <laughs> right now, like, um, no, no. Like, you got to follow through. Yeah. Oh, man. That That's was so, so funny, dude. Like, it so funny. so oh, much potential. But I want to say your outfit that day was fucking cute. You were wearing espadrilles and shit. Damn. I, thank you. I was looking real nice. Oh, well. De la que se lo perdió. <laughs> <laughs> What a dummy. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, uh, bummer. It seems like uh, the dating app and meeting online situation is pretty much the same, at least in Chicago. I was really looking for uh, some more positive, you know, ready to pack my bags and go to Chicago. <laughs> but Chingada, I'm but so sorry. It's, it's the same everywhere, probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, but imagine living in a rural town or some shit. Oh my oh God. It would be the worst. Oh, dude, seriously. But at least we um, live in cities. You now we have options. That's true. That's true. Do you have any positive things or uh, to share about your dating uh, prospects? Sure. Yeah. Well, recently um, I went out with uh, someone for the third time, which is the longest I've ever gone in, in recent times. Um, so that was really cool to, you know, to get to know someone. Not so much in depth, but like at least get to some uh, more, I guess, substantial parts of, of who they are. Um, so that was that was good. Um, I think I'll see him again. I'm not like planning our wedding or anything, but I like him. I think he's cool. Uh, he's funny. He's cute. Um, I don't know. He's successful. That's also nice. So. It's been it's been a good time with him, and um, even if it doesn't work out, like at least I had uh, you know some nice dates with him. Like the first time he took me out to a really nice dinner, um, then we had ice cream, and the second time he came over and we watched some comedy and I made tacos, and then the third time uh, he took me to a concert in Tilston, and uh, then we came back. And it was wonderful. So, yeah, we'll see. That's uh, awesome. Okay. Well, Erica, thank you so much for sharing so much, giving us some um, insight into yes. your very personal life. Thank you. Um, sure. I really, really appreciate it. Um, you're a, a woman that many of us, you know, look up to, and uh, and it's it's you know nice to know that we're really kind of all in the same boat unfortunately it's not just that and i but um it's uh, it gets easier uh talking about these things the more we do it with each other and with you know other like-minded women and going back into this theme that you touched it's on it's nice to have others to to talk about this with sarah and i like share our stories all the time and I feel comforted by that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the purpose with this podcast also, you know, to uh, <laughs> share our best experiences, uh, th what has worked for us, and also comfort each other. So thank you so much. You know, you're... Uh, sure. Sarah, how do you set up your profile? So... And this is something I think we both have uh, a lot of experience with because we've tried all these different dating apps. Yes, and we've been on them forever. And we've been on them. And also, I did do a little bit of research into this. And so there's a couple of things that I want to invite our listeners to consider. Before you get on any of these apps, before you update your profile, I want you to make a list of everything that you're looking for in a partner. It doesn't have to be a physical list. It could be your mental list. Things that are on my list, they have to be politically liberal. They can't be too religious. They have to want kids. 
they don't necessarily have to have a college degree, but they have to like learning and improving themselves. Those are like my four, and they can't be heavy drinkers. Okay, that's a long list. Write it down. But that's what I'm saying is like, those are the things that are my top of mind. No quieres nada, so you know whatever it is that you want you should also yes. reflect in your profile you're absolutely right up. you're absolutely so right. that being said men okay. are visual creatures so you have to have pictures to show off your goodies mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that for example so for example i have i'm an algona uh-huh. And so I Yo, have, not chichona. and I'm kind of a chichona. <laughs> so I have pictures of myself, not where like my titties are popping out of my shirt, but where it can be inferred and known <laughs> that there are titties that could potentially <laughs> pop out of my shirt. Okay. And then I have a picture of myself that my friend Elisa took of me when I was visiting her in New Jersey, where she said, oh, do you want to take a butt selfie with the Statue of Liberty? So it was like the Statue of Liberty's butt and then me. And you can't really see the outline of my butt, but it's letting it be known that there's a booty there. Um, and would you would you believe that that's one of my most popular pictures that I get the most likes? Yeah, because you have butt. an awesome butt that I'm <laughs> jealous of. So again, I'm not saying that you know women should reduce themselves to their physical attributes, but it's very helpful for getting men to be interested in you. Yeah. Um, if that's what indeed you're looking so for. So let me ask you: Are these super sexy, revealing pictures? No. Okay. Like in the butt picture, I'm wearing uh, exercise pants that go all the way to like my mid calf, uh-huh. and a shirt. Mm-hmm. So you can't even hardly see it. You just see my arms and yeah. part of my leg. Yeah. And then the other pictures are basically just like I'm out in public and I'm wearing a sundress. Yeah. But it's not like yeah. super scandal scandaloso or anything. I mean, and that's relative, right? Scandaloso, yes. whatever. Uh, I mean, just. I've noticed that when if I post like very very sexy pictures and actually yeah. even if I don't if they're not even sexy I'm not super into know? being that way myself um, so you're gonna you know you're gonna give out a certain message yes. and if your message is you want to get laid that's perfect yeah. yeah because sometimes even if you don't post sexy pictures they're gonna ask you if you want to get laid yeah, um, yeah. but a- anyway it's up to you right going back to the what yeah. we talked about initially what do you want out of this dating yeah. app what kind of date if you want to get laid probably yeah. posting posting very sexy pictures is going to help you do that yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. so I think it's important mm-hmm. that you have a picture of you know a clear picture of your face mm-hmm. and then some sort of clear full body picture it yeah. can be whatever your comfort zone is. Mm-hmm. Because um, then everybody knows, at least the guys know who you're dealing with. And then you also have to have judgment. If the guys aren't posting pictures of their full bodies, yeah. eso es por algo. Yeah, okay? Yeah, Ojo. Yeah. It goes both <laughs> ways. But what about like, uh, so we should probably talk about other stuff too, right? I yeah. mean, like, so, uh, so that's, you don't want to just post pictures of your beautiful self. Sure, like stuff that you do. Exactly. So like, I'm currently into learning how to survive in the wilderness. So I put a picture of me starting a fire with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then also Have like, you gotten any comments on that? I have gotten people... Uh, who bring it up in conversation. Oh, See, that's the other thing. It's a conversation. Is it comes up in starter. conversation. Yeah. And then also, I go to art shows and I have some pictures of myself at like art installations. Uh-huh. So those kinds of things can come up yeah. as well. So good point. Yeah. Don't say my name. No, good point, Bonnie, <laughs> that when you end up 
putting these pictures on there, it's not just like saying, hey, look what I got. It's also like, look what I do. And it can end up helping make the conversation a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also find common ground that way, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, what about uh, putting what you don't like? You know, for me, um, I'm very clear, uh, just like I was clear with this guy in Indonesia. No expectations of sex. Yeah. I put on my profile, hey, don't expect a hookup. Yeah. You know? Uh, what I want is uh, something romantic or friendship. Yeah. If it doesn't turn out to be romantic, then maybe it can turn out sure. into friendship. You know? Because the point is you try to weed out. Unless if you're looking for a hookup, then yeah. put it. There's yeah. nothing wrong, you know? We and, just talked to Erica. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know what? You brought up a good point in one of our other conversations, which is that... So I went to Stanford University, uh-huh. and when I first got on these dating apps, I would not put that on there mm-hmm. because it would be intimidating to guys, and I felt like it was affecting the number of feedback I got. But then you made a really good point, which is, do you want to go out with guys that are that small? And I was like, you know what? I don't. <laughs> so now I put on there, you know, I am an engineer, I am an entrepreneur, and I went to Stanford University. Yeah. So Because it's... like attracts like. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. don't lie. Is the point of the story. So I'm not going to lie. Like, I think we all have insecurities about what we look like Mm -hmm. or who we could be or who we want to be. I'm in a career transition right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not really necessarily putting that on my dating (laughs) profile. But at the same time, if somebody wants to talk about it, then I can talk about it because I've been honest about the fact that I am an engineer and I work for startups and I have my own startups. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, What else? Oh, you know, you know what happened to what's happened to me on two occasions, and it's probably coincidence that these two uh, men were Indian. But I um, saw their profile. One was on Plenty of Fish. One was on OK Cupid, and uh, their profiles kind of conveyed a sense of like super confident and I oh, love confident men, yeah. really witty and smart. So I went out with both of them. And when I meet them, it's like nothing, nothing. They don't know what to say to me. They're super quiet. They seem nervous. I have a feeling that they had someone else write their profile for them. Oh. So write your own profile. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's honest. I mean, or would you say it'd be okay to get a friend to review it? Oh, I've had all my friends review my profiles. (laughs) Okay. But is it still you? Well, yeah, you and know, it depends on which friend. Because you, I you had don't want to get so far away. Well, so no, that's a good yeah. point because I did have one friend say, oh, don't put you into Stanford. Oh. She actually married a guy that she met on Tinder, uh-huh. but whatever. But then I had a, another friend. She's like, oh, my God, this is perfect. This is exactly accurate of who you are. Who you are, right. Exactly. So you want to get that friend to look at your profile. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yes. So, okay, so now you have a profile. So who are you going to match up with, Ani? Well, I mean, uh, again, you know, going back to like this data stuff, um, I did read a book by OKCupid's co-founder, Christian Rudder. He wrote this book called Dataclism, and uh, what they did was they sorted through all the OKCupid data and found some really interesting things. One of them is that we're likely to match up uh, or like uh, people of our own races, uh-huh. you know? So sure. if you're Latina, you're probably likely to get liked by other Latinos and vice versa, white people, vice versa, yeah. Asians, vice versa. Um, the only exception, uh, unfortunately, was black women. They um, they were, did not have, um, you know... I don't know they didn't have reciprocal... 
Uh, they didn't like physical by their own by, race by black men, yeah, mm-hmm. or or any other races, yeah. and that's another conversation that we're going to talk oh, yeah. about in another episode. In another yeah. episode, yeah. So that's what the data indicates, at least based on OkCupid's um, data, that you're likely to get matched up or liked by a by men of your own, men or partners of your own race. Um, that being said, that being said, you know, online data app users tend to reflect the general composition of internet users. Yeah. And right now, at this point in time, it's really the majority of uh, internet users are white men. And mm-hmm. so they were also the majority of um, hetero men yeah. <laughs> on OkCupid, you know. So you're also likely to get a lot of likes from white men just because yeah. of the sheer numbers. Yeah. You've got likes, now what's going to happen? So I've gotten really good at this, and I think we both have, is this like, what do you do with these likes? So the first thing that you should do is you need to screen these fuckers. And so for me, I'm just going to go through what I do, right? Uh Like I look through, do they have a picture? Do they have pictures? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If they only have one picture where you can't see them. Forget it. No. Next. Do they have a picture of themselves with a gun? (laughs) That for me is oh, yeah. a no. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, or or, or a dead in the animal. military. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do they have pictures of themselves all with other women? Pass. That's pass yes, for me. Yes. Um. Yes. So you you need to look yes. at these pictures because the thing that the thing you have to think when they put the pictures on there, they were trying to promote a certain idealized versions of themselves. Exactly. So to me, I don't really want to be around someone who has guns in their house. Like shit happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be around that. If all you're doing is taking pictures of other women, then you see that it kind of conveys to me that you see women as decorations yeah. for you. I don't yeah. want to be yeah. involved in that. Yeah. And then if you have pictures of yourself doing things, like we were discussing yeah. earlier, not yeah. just I take I took three selfies of myself in my car. Or in the bathroom. And it's like, do you have friends? Do you <laughs> never take pictures of yourself yeah, with friends? Yeah, yeah. So those are the kinds of things I yeah, look for also yeah. in their profiles, as yeah, I mentioned. Yeah. And this is your own criteria. Do their politics align with yours? Does their religiosity align with yours? Does their education or salary or age range or ethnicity or whatever uh-huh, align okay. with you? Because yeah. you have to think about this as a numbers game. Right. Like I'll get an OkCupid okay and I've got like 30 likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's no way even half of those guys are worth my time. Yeah. So you have to go through, you have to like, you know, be efficient. Exactly. So then, okay. and, and speaking of being efficient, uh-huh. you know, so one of the, what about, what do you think about sending out templated messages? You know, you got 30 likes on OkCupid. Okay yeah. um, so, but you screen them all. So let's okay. just say you have uh-huh, uh-huh. three now. Are you going to write an original message? Oh, to all three instead of all. Yeah. yeah. So now okay. you have 30 guys and you've uh-huh. gone through them. There's three mm-hmm. that you like that passed muster. Dang. Okay. That's a very low percentage, but yeah, out of 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's effort. It's yeah. effort. Uh-huh. So I've got three guys. So mm-hmm. in terms of templated messages... Mm-hmm. I, if I really like the guy, I'll go through his profile and I'll find something interesting Uh to bring up to him. Uh Uh, If not, if I think he's just fine, then I'll say, hey, how are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? Or a question that I really like is, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Or what are you looking forward to this week? Oh, that's a good one. Because they should have something they enjoy in life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right because They're not just sitting because, around because watching. for example yeah. someone will say oh well i'm gonna see my nieces and nephews this weekend uh-huh. and that will be really fun mm-hmm. versus i don't know friday you know that person is not as thoughtful yeah. how am i gonna have a conversation with somebody yeah, yeah exactly who's at that level right and it's fine everybody can do what they like but i like questions like that 
That's a good one. I hadn't thought about what are you looking what are you forward looking... to or what are you oh, excited about? Yeah. Because then that like is an open ended question uh-huh. versus, you know, how's it going? Exactly. So if I really like the guy, I'll go through his profile, whether it's like Star Trek, don't even get started on Star Trek. I talk about that all day. Or if it's like hiking, where do you like to go hiking? Yeah. Or, oh, this is a cool picture. Where was that at? Yeah. If I really like the person. Yeah. If it's just kind of general, it'll be like, how's it going? Uh, what you know? This, what was something good that happened to you this week, or uh-huh. you know, some open-ended uh-huh. question like that? Because I also want to be around someone who tries to like live a positive life. Exactly. So again, yeah. you know, your whole precursor to starting this dating journey should be, what am I looking for? Mm-hmm. And every step of the dating app journey should reflect that. Yeah. So. Okay, so never you never send out any templated messages. I don't. Yeah. I I send out actually. I gotta add. I do send out templated responses because. <laughs> I'd like to be treated <laughs> the way, um, Tell you me know. about that. Yeah. What does so, that mean? So you like I, copy and paste from I, your notes? That's exactly yeah? what it okay. is. If we are not a match, but the guy took a, the time to send me a sure. really nice message, I've got my little templated message that's saying, nice. you know, uh, I'm sorry we're not a match because of this, or if he lives out of town, yeah. or he asked me for my phone number, I just have them. Really? And, I only, nice. and I only do it if, if the guy really took the time to send me something, um, you know, thoughtful. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cause yeah, because I, yeah, I get yeah. ignored and it's not, I don't think yeah, it's rude. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, of course. But then again, it's like, um, treat others how you would like to sure, treat, that's be true. treated. And that's just my philosophy. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's, uh, the, I, I have templated no thanks messages. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I think now that we've kind of gone through all of that, let's talk about safety. safety. Yeah. Yeah. That's super important. What, what should we do to make sure that we are safe? So I met this guy on OkCupid. He seemed really cool. He's from Mexico City. He had this like crazy life story where he like worked on a cruise ship and did like all kinds of crazy shit before he ended up studying neuroscience. And I thought it would be a cool match. He's from Mexico. He was Chilango. He's from Mexico City. He had these pictures of himself on a motorcycle, which I'm not super into, but whatever. And we met for drinks. I think I had two beers and he was charming, but like it wasn't like so great and then he walked me to my car and then we're in the parking lot and I was trying to go for the Mexican side cheek kiss the farewell and then he like pulls me in and he's like 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 "Mm." he starts making like really gross sounds like trying to kiss me on the lips like and I was like okay goodbye it was disgusting and then I never reached out to him again and then six months later (laughs) I get this fucking message like from him late at night and he's just like, como si nada, hey, I just got off of this race, how are you doing? And I had to like... Booty call. Go, I know, booty call. I had to go back and like, who the fuck is this? And I was like, oh my God, it's the way. So, uh, this was not the best date I've ever had, but I learned several valuable lessons from this experience. One of them is, I never give out my real phone number. I have a Google Voice number that I give out that is local. And that way, if they want to start texting me all like booty call style, I don't have to be bothered with it. And I don't have to go and block them or anything because I don't actually have that. I don't ever use that app except if I'm dating or for technical recruiters. And <laughs> you mix your technical recruiters with your, yes, with your shitty dates. Yeah, yes. okay. And then also, I don't do drinks 
on the first date anymore because I said I only had two beers and had eaten dinner and everything. Mm -hmm. But I found that just uh, being a little bit um, tipsy or tomada gave me just that should have been a first that should have been a first date and uh, ended up getting into a second date after that. So that's how I learned that lesson. So that's really good, um, really good uh, advice, you know, uh, using the Google Voice. Yeah. And I read an article on that, and I think I'm going to start doing it yeah. too because I have been doing it. Can you send uh, pictures through Google You can Google do Voice? everything through Google Voice. Okay. You can and send GIFs. You can send pictures. Is it free? It's free. Can you forward it to your phone? Or? It is for uh, – you can forward it to your to – your, yes, you can forward okay. it to your phone. Awesome. The calls and the texts are both forwarded to your phone. The only thing is, if you want to call them back... From your phone. From your phone, it's going to be your phone number. Okay, okay. So you Good have to, to use the app okay. if you want to keep your phone number yeah. shielded from them. Yeah. So, But I'm a, I'm a millennial, so nobody talks on the phone, so that's oh, not that's really a true. problem for that's me. True. I like talking <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. Well, you know, I've never had any bad experiences with anyone. Um, that's and nice. That's good. And I've gone out on a show. I don't even know. I, I don't even know how many. But I'm very alert and I'm very cautious. Yeah. Even though I don't use a Google phone, I'm going to start doing it. One thing that has really been drilled into me because of a bad experience I had when I was younger is I don't take my eyes off of my drinks. Yes. Um, and well, definitely. That's why I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like to drink. Yeah. It just loosens me up a little bit. One or two drinks is usually ma the max, but I uh, don't let him go and buy it for me yeah. and then yeah. bring it back and open that's just like really, really something that I've always conscious of. And of course, if my intuition tells me that the guy is a creep, yeah. um, jet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I meet him very public places, sure. you know, yeah. uh, where there's going to be a lot of people around. And I always tell my friends or my family members where I'm going. Yeah. Um, I send them pictures of the guy and where I meet. I yeah, definitely do that when I'm internationally. That's smart. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's good. That's and then awesome. I just want to point out, though, to our listeners that everything that we've, that Vani and I are sharing here is really, you have to look at this date, this online dating as a constant educational, like you've got to constantly refactor yeah. your, uh, your approach. It's yeah. a live, it's a learning experience, it's a learning experience. Right? It's, a learning it's constantly mm -hmm. uh, updating it. Yeah. And so, so what if you're on a date and you're like, Oh, it's not working out. What are your shittiest? So <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten pretty good at, like you were saying earlier, I just try to be honest with these guys when I don't think it's going to be a match. So recently there was this really nice guy. He was handsome. He was nice. We got along, but as I mentioned, he was really religious mm -hmm. Like he brought up Jesus Christ in our first conversation <laughs> and I'm just not at that level. <laughs> so we were texting for about a week and I just realized it wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna, I didn't want to waste his time. I didn't want to yeah. waste our time. So I just reached out to him. I said, Hey, I want you to know because I like you and I respect you that I don't think this is going to work because of this reason. But I've had, so I never go on dates with people for, and I never make up shitty excuses to cancel, but I have a list of shitty excuses that have been used on me. Uh, <laughs> okay. So with this guy who was, uh, who brought up Jesus Christ, you had not gone on a date with him yet? No, that was oh, okay. our first date. Okay. Yeah. It was, a, it was your first date. It was date. our first okay, date. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. So let's see here. I had some guy say, oh, I'm just, I think I got food poisoning. I woke up under uh -huh. the weather. Uh -huh. Day of. Oh, on the day, day of. Day of. 
Then I had another guy say, I have, this is also day of, mm-hmm. I ha- quote, I have to help my friend move out of an abusive situation. <laughs> I'm like, Boy. and again, I never heard back from either one of these guys. Uh-huh. So clearly this was bullshit. Which one of them, Kevin? Yes. <laughs> Which one did he use? The food poisoning. Oh, God, what an asshole. Okay. And, um, you know, one of the ways that I usually try to get out of bad days, I just had one earlier this week, as a matter of fact, is I set an, a timer for myself on my phone mm-hmm. for 45 minutes, because let's be honest, if you can't talk to somebody, you can tell within the first 45 minutes if there's banter or not, yeah. if you want to talk to this person again yeah. or not. So I had set my timer for 45 minutes. I let him finish his conversation. I very... Uh, I'm, you know, amiably said, hey, you know, I have to go up to catch my bus. It was so nice meeting you. I gave him a hug. I said, take care. See you later. And I walked off. And I know we were not going to see each other later. But at least I had that timer to save my ass. So when the timer went off, what was it that you said? When the timer went off, I just grabbed my phone and I realized it was time to wrap wrap it up. But what did you tell him? I didn't tell him anything. Oh, okay. Okay. You just said, I got to go. Yeah. I said, I got to go catch my bus, which was true. Oh, I got to go catch (laughs) <laughs> okay. Which was not a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've also had friends text me during shitty dates, and I say, do you want me to call you and save you? So that's uh-huh. another strategy that you uh-huh. can use is, uh-huh. you know, text a friend and then get a phone call and then be like, oh, my God, I have to go, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you won't have to get to that point, Hopefully, right? because you've already yeah. done all this mm-hmm. other work. Yeah. yeah. The only time that I've had to get out of a date early, so usually I allow at least an hour but um, with those uh, two guys that had someone else write their profiles, it was about a 30-minute thing. And I just did not. I was at a loss for words on how to get out of it. Oh, you yeah. Know? So, yeah. Timers, uh, bro. Timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go catch my bus. That's a good one. I mean, because everybody's <laughs> always looking at their phone and yeah. there's so much information yeah. on a phone. Yeah, yeah. So you don't even have to tell them. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, you know what? I have, to, I have to go take care of this. Yeah, yeah. That's not technically a lie. No. You're right. You're right. <laughs> So, you know, uh, we put out um, to our listeners, you know, to give us their best tips and their secrets for setting up an online dating pro- profile. What uh, what are some of the things that we heard back from? So I like what somebody in Austin said. They said, be, be clear on who you are, what's important to you, and what you're looking for. Also, ask a couple of filter questions when you start communicating so you remove the ones that aren't a real match. Are you family-oriented? Do you like to travel? Do you like to dance, et cetera? She's a pro because mm-hmm. we covered that. Yep. So this other 28-year-old from Austin, Texas said, be shameless. Have a witty line about yourself. Fun pictures of yourself that are not posing in the restroom. My pet yeah. peeve. Um, and don't be afraid to add your deal breakers. Let them know what you're into so you can scare away the unwanted. I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. hmm I like also somebody in Denver who's 45 said, don't choose pictures or filters that make you look too different from how you look in real life. Exactly. Because I have heard of people say that when they show up, the men will say mean things about them because they look different than in their pictures or something. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Well, I hate it when I uh, get catfished, you know? Yeah. 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 And by the way, for those of us who do not know what cat, for those of you who don't know what catfishing is, Mm -hmm. you want to explain it? Catfishing is when you don't look at all like your pictures. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think catfishing I is something different. But oh, yeah. really? Okay. That it means I... like you're basically trying to like scam somebody online with a fake profile. Ah, 
Well, yeah, a fake profile. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the same, right? It's not really you. Um, and then I, I just highlighted the ones I like. Okay. So I don't have to read. Oh, okay. Things. So uh, our friend from Jersey said, he says, kindness and humor are key elements. Humor is also a sign of intelligence. Oh. True. And her neighbor in New York said, keep it simple. Include a couple of points to pique curiosity. You just need to pique curiosity. Exactly. You don't have to like get all in there. Yeah. And then um, this 41-year-old listener from uh, who lives in London, England, but is originally from L.A. said, uh, keep your profile simple, fun, and organized. I would say write something that says who you are, what you like, and what you're looking for. So think in the power of three. I, I like really that. I like That's that cool. one, too. I really like that. Awesome. So, okay, do you think that we have given um, our audience a good uh, perspective, an idea of dating apps? So what do you think? Are they uh, um, para amor de lejos o de pendejos? I mean, I would say it's both. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I wouldn't say I've had too much of one or too much of the other. I've had some really good dates recently. 2019 has been a year of good dates for me, uh, despite nothing uh, being long-term yet. But Mm -hmm. I think what we really did was give people a variety of good pieces of advice that we've learned the hard way. I wish I had had this advice a few years ago when I started dating seriously. And I think ultimately... What's important is your attitude when you do go on these dates. I think for me, that was the fundamental shift when I started thinking of like, oh, well, I have to be super serious because this could lead to something versus like, I'm just going to go meet this guy. Yeah. And if he's crazy, my timer's going to go off in 45 (laughs) minutes and I'm going to leave, you know? Yeah. yeah. But then you can also have some really great dates if you just go in with a positive attitude and have fun with it. Exactly. And then for me, what's really important and what's really helped me as my dates get better is take the time to really get to know yourself, right? Um, so if you know yourself, you know what you're looking for. We we kind of talked yeah. about it a little before that uh, you're able to articulate a lot better what you're looking for, what kind of guy you want. And uh, there's plenty of information online. That, uh, hopefully, if the guy took the time to, to let you know what he's doing. And if that information is missing, it's up to you. Do you yeah. really want to waste 45 minutes of your time out yeah. there? Mm-hmm. True that. All right. All right. Well, good luck out there, ladies. Stay safe. All right. And have fun on those dates. Thank you for listening to Amor in the Digital Age. You can find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us. Send us your thoughts and comments via social media or by Gmail. Amor in the Digital Age. This show is a passion project brought to you by Vani, Sara, and our audio engineer, Izzy. Don't forget to tell your friends, tías, comadres, y hasta tu ex about this podcast. And finally, many thanks to Jimmy Fontanes, Media Red Productions, for writing our title song, Baila Mi Cumbia.